This is the Memory Palace. I'm Nate DeMeo. And this is the first Memory Palace with an ad. The fine folks at Audible are helping keep the chandeliers flickering over here at the palace. Audible's got 60,000 audio titles, and you can download one of them now for free if you go to audiblepodcasts.com slash palace. And in honor of our first sponsored episode, we have a story about perhaps the most ridiculous radio pitchman of all time. He wasn't exactly pretending to be a doctor, at least not by the time he was famous. I mean, there was a while in 1906, 1907, when Dr. John R. Brinkley was just flat out lying about the doctor part in order to better sell some snake oil. And so he bought a phony diploma through the mail. And so he charged 25 bucks to inject people with what he called the new electric medicine from Germany, which was actually just colored water. If you're shelling out to get water with food coloring shot into your arm, at some point that's on you. Well, in 1915, John Romulus Brinkley spent 100 bucks in a year at the Eclectic Medical University of Kansas City, and he could finally look a man in the eye and tell him he was indeed a doctor which I'd imagine would be reassuring to a man who came into his office in Milford, Kansas and handed over $750 for the privilege of having Dr. Brinkley cut him open and insert pieces of goat testicles right there next to his own equipment. Beginning in 1917, Dr. John R. Brinkley did thousands of these operations, promising they'd cure impotence in men and eventually promising that sticking goat testicles into people's bodies could fix up to 27 different common ailments. The operation, as you'd imagine, was incredibly painful. The recovery was long and miserable. And after it was all over, you had pieces of goat ball inside you. But people said they were cured. An editor at the LA Times set out to expose Dr. Brinkley as a quack. He got the operation. And he wound up proclaiming him a genius. People were sick, or flaccid, and they saw Dr. Brinkley, and they were better. It didn't matter that there was absolutely no evidence that this was anything other than the placebo effect. It didn't matter that the American Medical Association was calling him a charlatan. People were sick, and then they weren't. And Dr. Brinkley was in their homes every day and night, making sure they understood just how sick they really were. You're holding back, many of you right now listening to me, and you know you're sick, and you know that unless some relief comes to you, that you're going to be in the undertaker's parlor on the old cold slab being embalmed for a funeral. Why do you lay longer and take chances? He started a small radio station next to his Kansas clinic. He was on the air all the time, hawking his ludicrous procedure. He'd go on air and answer mail from listeners. These were people who were desperate for sound medical information that they just could not get anywhere else there in the countryside. People who were relieved to find out that their problems could be fixed. They would save all winter. They'd hawk their belongings. They'd take out loans that they weren't quite sure they'd be able to repay. And they'd drive to Milford and get coat testicles put inside them. And some of them would die. By 1930, the state of Kansas had grown concerned about the 42 death certificates Brinkley had signed since he set up shop. They'd grown concerned that most of the dead were people that hadn't been sick before they showed up at the clinic. They were concerned that he often operated while drunk. And they were concerned that they had no way of knowing just how many people died after they went home from the hospital. So the state medical board took his license away. And soon the federal government took his radio station away. 
So John R. Brinkley went to a place where none of that mattered. In 1931, Brinkley set up a new station just over the border in Mexico that would soon make him one of the most powerful people in America. Safely out of the reach of the men in Washington who wanted to bring him down, Brinkley's bogus claims blasted out at a million watts. The station was so powerful that people living nearby heard it without even turning on the radio. The sound would shimmy up their bed springs, would vibrate in their skulls through their dental work. It was so powerful people heard it in every state in the country and then they drove down to the border to get fixed by the famous doctor, who wasn't really a doctor anymore. And all of this made John Romulus Brinkley a very wealthy man, with a mansion and 12 Cadillacs, and rare animals brought in from the Galapagos Islands just to wander around on his lawn. But you just can't make your fortune this way and expect to ride off into the sunset. First, another doctor set up shop nearby offering equally preposterous medical care, but at low, low prices. The feds got him on mail fraud. Ex-patients slapped him with lawsuits. The Mexican government sent in the army to shut him down. His audience turned the dial when he started giving Nazi sympathizers airtime during World War II. And he had to sell the mansion, right after he'd gotten tiles with swastikas installed in his swimming pool. You might say he got what he deserved in the end when his health declined even faster than his fortunes. Three heart attacks, a leg amputated after he developed circulation problems, a fourth heart attack that killed him in 1941. You might say he got what he deserved in the end, except that that leg was cut off by an actual doctor. That's the Memory Palace episode 21 brought to you by Audible. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash palace and sign up to get your free audiobook. Seriously, go. It helps me out. And Audible is actually great. Incidentally, you can go there and spend just like a few bucks on a radio documentary I did a few years ago and learn more about Dr. Brinkley and his role in the rise of country music. It's called Hearing America, Obligatory Colon, A Century of Music on the Radio, if you like that sort of thing. See you next time.